<laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So am I doing the bass for Duresta or am I doing it to do the lead in? Duresta. Okay. As opposed yeah, just to just be an trumpet. extended extended version of that Duresta thing, right? All right. Can you just pay attention and, and just wait till you're you're cued? How's that? Oh, I think you're pretty cute too. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I, sound like, I sound like Bill now. This is ridiculous. You know what's funny though is I actually am really cute, so it's all good. Eh, agree to disagree. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> And oh welcome, God. everybody, to this week's Night Court. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'll start. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 71 for March 15th, 2017. This week's top Patreon supporters are Luis Gonzalez, Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Play that funky music, Mr. Sway. Nicely done. So so are we saying that, that Jimmy's a funky white boy? No. Uh, yes. Well, perhaps, but what we're saying no. is that Bill has this crazy idea of leading into our topic, which is probably going to be 20 minutes away from now. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's supposed everyone... to be, you know. Well, right. just hold on, to your, hold on to your toes, boys and girls. We'll, we'll see what it is, and you can let us know around. later. Whether or not it tied in really well. Go ahead, Phil. And, yeah. you know, Jimmy Duresta and... Trustin Timber, Sean Petty, Scott Turner, Andrew Reed, uh, Randall Denver, Greg Mead. What are we working on apart from, uh, like, tremendous long play segues? Bill, why don't you go first? Oh, man. You know, um, I'm actually going to just admit it. I'm, I'm not going to make anything up. I'm not working on a damn thing. I'm not. I, I had been. Now I'm not. I've been not working on anything. It's been work, work, not normal, having fun out in the garage work. Isn't that sad? It's a little, uh, I feel a little yeah. sad right now. I feel yeah. sad. I'm leaning yeah. against my arm and I'm sad. But that's going to change. After we, uh, if we get into this, I'll, I'll let you both in on a little secret that I'll be coming up with, something I'm excited about. But uh, for now... I'm not good with secrets. I just... I always blab to the wrong person. Well, it's... Okay, I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't wait until too far into the podcast, but I, I'm like the Segway King. I'll figure it out. Don't worry. So, Phil, what are you working on? Because I know you've been busy. I've been watching you. Yeah, I'm pretty busy. So I keep, like, every time I get an hour or so to spare, I'll sort of push these six uh, whiskey boxes forward by whatever like little bit of process that is. So first I cut them all up and then I joined them and then I stained the inside and then, and then I did the rabbits. Then I did the rabbits again cause I messed them up the first time. I didn't realize it. Uh, so that's fun. Um, last night I built this little floating shelf for my, uh, for my in-laws for the, they're staying with us for a week starting uh, tomorrow night. And uh, we decided to surprise them with a TV in their room, so they don't. Uh, I don't know. They like to watch Fox News at night, so so I, I enabled oh. that. I mounted a spare TV in there and put up a floating shelf, and and they like can that. I, can so, I can I say nothing like three times? I mean, like three comments that I'm just not going to say at all, except other than I would love to see your floating shelf. Yeah. Well, I posted on Instagram, so you can check it out there. But if you want, maybe I'll do a little 360 video for you, Bill, so you could really see the plank of wood that I screwed together. <laughs> I love planks of wood that you screwed. <laughs> and uh, that, so there's that. Oh, and um, I don't know, Tim, if you ever uh, roughhouse with Vance, but like I, I play sometimes a little rougher with my son. And, uh, and we do this thing where I lie on my back, and then he just sort of jumps on me, and it's hilarious, and we all laugh. This time, though, he took a running start and, like, like ran full tilt. And he's, like, 42 pounds. And then knee first went into the bridge of my nose. Mm. So, And I heard this loud crunch. Ooh. And I, I'm pretty sure he fractured my nose. So uh, it has nothing to do with making, but I'm in a lot of pain, and I have been for the last few days. <laughs> well, you are making sort of a nasally sound, but I yeah. was, wasn't going to say Right? Anything, it's not so. just me. My yeah, wife said it's... no, but... I feel no, more nasal. Tight. It's just slight. It's just a slight nasal. It's this one here, and it's all tender, and it has been for the last three days. It's uh, Wait, that one right there. Oh, sorry. Did that hurt? Yeah. Oh, nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Anyways, um, I, I beat not... him up because that's the right thing to do. Because I'm a good parent. No, it's yeah, time oh, yeah. to learn a lesson. You know. Yeah, eye for an eye. 
exactly. Yeah. No, I'm you know what? I, I, I do not rough house with Vance like that for just that reason. It's all fun and games until someone gets a fractured nose. It's the old saying guess, goes. As they say, <laughs> that old chestnut. Yeah. You know, you hear you that. You know, every... I, I, I wasn't sure that one of you guys would be the first to say, you know, it's all fun and games until. I thought it was going to be you, Phil. I really did. But it turned yeah, out I'm loosey goosey. What are you saying? I'm uptight? That's not me. No, no, just ask Diami. You're not uptight at all. I don't know why he would say that. You know, oh, maybe I'm going to call him up for an apology right now. Sean yeah, might that's what cool people do. Exactly. Cool, <laughs> hey, easygoing people cool, like me. Cool, chill people. Do you know what Tim was up to? Tim was up to the, the infamous five questions from the Modern Worker Woodworkers Association. I listened to those. I, I feel like I didn't know you until now, Tim. I really didn't. That was pretty uh, special. You know, let me interject. I'd like to, uh, you know, I love the idea that Diami does this, where basically he does a podcast once every two weeks and then recuts the first one into a separate episode, which he then posts the following week, which is brilliant. It Maybe is. we should look into this. We double our content like that. And we, anyway, could, just, we could just cut Bill out for, and then post it again so it'll make sense. Or you could just have, you know what? You two do a podcast one week. I'll do it by myself the in between week, and huh? yep. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where are we going well, with this slippery this... slope? <laughs> no, that's it. It's just, I mean, you still got to do all the work and editing and all that stuff. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can you let me imagine let me an be... hour of Bill just talking to himself, editing that. <laughs> I think that would fly right by. <laughs> You're talking about Grammy or Emmy or whatever the sound kind of award is. Reward Razzie, I think, is what it is. Razzie. Whatever. A Rotten potty? tomatoes. Is there, is there a, a, a potty now? Get it? <laughs> We're starting our own awards. Yeah. I won the potty. Yay. You know what? We're going to have to do that. We're going to have to come up with the potties. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I think they exist. They're definitely not named after a children's bathroom, though. Well, not this. Well, okay, never mind. Tim, what are you working on? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, uh, I am working on a some a living room suite. I've been working on it for a little while. Today, I'm finally starting to see it's starting to come together. It was a lot of like milling through and cutting up, like sort of tedious work, you know, to get it to this point. And then the uh, <laughs> I'm really angry at myself today. I've been in and out. Um, Maddie's actually home visiting right now, so that's nice. So, oh, hi, uh, Maddie. Uh, she, well, she's not in the room right now, but hi. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and now we're supposed to get the snowstorm tomorrow. So yes. I'm uh, falling behind a little bit, and uh, that's okay because that's just sort of the way it is. But, but I'm really angry at myself because the, the bookcase, it's all you know woodworking, but then the bookcase, I decided to keep it slimmer. Uh, it's made of steel. It's like a steel frame, and then I have wood shelves. You know, it's pretty common, right? It's like all mm-hmm. angle iron and stuff. So I made this thing, and I, I sold the guy on the idea. And uh, the idea was that his baseboard is, uh, you know, about four and a quarter inches tall or whatever. So we raise up about four and a half on these little legs so it can go flush against the wall. And so, you know, there's little four and a half inch steel legs that are on the bottom. I put one in the center that you kind of can't see for extra support. You know, thinking it all through, you know, got this thing all together. It looks perfect. Then I kind of, today I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh yeah, I put the back legs completely flush with the back of the piece. So it completely <laughs> defeats the purpose of raising it up above the... <laughs> so, That's me applauding all, you there. I noticed, and they're all—I mean, they're all welded in too. It's not like I just tacked them. Oh, I mean, I, uh, they're man. done. So I got to cut those darn things off and move them back a quarter or a half inch or whatever, you know. But, Can I? Uh, is this guy's place? Have you been to his house? I have a lot of pictures, uh, but I haven't been there. No. Ask him if you haven't already. Ask him to take a carpenter square and check that wall floor ratio for square. Trust me on this. Oh, well I, it... well, I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, we I adjusted for that because he said that he measured the area. And he's uh, very precise. He's actually in the heating and air conditioning business. He draws blueprints okay. and stuff. So I trust his math. And so he said it's four and three-eighths at the highest spot. So I'm going four and a half, you know. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you're talking about if the wall itself or oh, the, the floor itself is off a little bit, you will never get it up square to the wall or you'll get it up flush and you'll have to lean it back in your front legs make your front legs adjustable put some screw in type foots on it yeah i was planning on doing that i usually just like weld a little um a bolt in there yep is it's just what i do you know i just weld a, yeah. a nut in there and that, that was my plan i can put it actually like inside the leg and that way also because right now the the legs are just one and a half inch square steel so they're rough you know yeah well yeah you'd want to so pad those anyway yeah, so, you, so it's like 
I could either put a piece of, you know, felt on there, which is a pain in the neck because it's not solid, it's hollow, or I can just weld something in, and that's what I usually do. Well, cap it on the back there, with, yeah. yeah, cap the back with, you know, a, a weld, a, weld, weld cap all four legs or five legs if you're doing that. Mm. The back ones put just a piece of felt, but the front ones do your screw adjustable legs, and that'll help you for that tilt that you may yeah. have to adjust for. Yeah. And you're also going to want to secure it to the wall anyway, I assume. I, I was going to recommend it to them. I mean, they're that's you know that's their decision yeah. it's long enough and it's 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 pretty stable but i mean actually i have a i have a bookcase that's even taller this one's only 40 inches tall and yeah. 60 inches wide and then there's one in, uh, in vance's room that's uh yeah it's not a full ceiling thing you know um well to, you know to make sure you can just go on the opposite end of his house and jack it up about three inches and that'll keep it leaning back so it won't go forward oh solid yeah, well, advice I had, yeah I had a, solid I had advice ones. yeah they were yeah. looking into that but um like I, I had a I had this bookcase. It was in Maddie's room. <laughs> I like how we just carry on like this actually is legitimate good advice. And like everyone's sitting at home with a notebook like, hmm, just jack oh, up the house. Oh, I got it. That's all right, okay. Hey, <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Of, speaking of good advice from Bill, are we all anxious to see the video of somebody who made the uh jig for the uh propane bottle? Oh yeah. Did he, did he actually do that? He didn't really do it. I thought it was a joke. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm waiting to see the video. I'm gullible. I'll fall for it. Explain. You tell me you're going to do something, I think you're going to do it. Ex- well, so I, I was teasing. This is a, a tease. I was teasing somebody something about a good way to get the leftover propane out of your tank is to cut it open with an angle grinder and just pour yeah, the rest out. Yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody posted that, uh, and I don't want to say names, but somebody posted uh, online there that they <laughs> had a picture of, of a jig. <laughs> They, they have they have this jig with an angle grinder mounted to it with a bottle of propane laying down. And I'm just thinking, hey, man, with a 100-foot extension cord, you can set it way out in the yard, bolt that puppy to the ground, plug it in, and video the whole thing. But I would never do that. Don't try that at home. No, but that's how I would do it. Do not try that and do not share the footage with us via info at reclaim.com. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That is completely stupid <laughs> yes yeah. nobody should ever do something like that yeah. or shoot it with a gun never mind never mind stop talking mind. please all right so tim oh, so you, you're doing this ensemble of yep. furniture i'm working on that and then i have this really cool project that i haven't started yet but i just got the deposit on it's to make like a basically a, a box for this guy he like does like indian cooking and they have all those cool spices and stuff and so i'm gonna make this i'm gonna make a video of that too and i am oh, making cool, a video nice. of this furniture suite but i'm not sure how i'm gonna put it together yet going into our topic i had another video i was working on that i scratched um but we'll get to that later um but so it's gonna be just cool i'm making it out of the boat wood because uh, i thought that white oak would be good for like food mm. um you know i'm gonna get in deep into it you know and uh and uh, yeah, so that should be interesting. It's just a bunch of little square compartments, basically, with a lid with some hinges. And I'm also going to make this little spoon and a scoopola that goes with it for scooping out the little a herbs scoopola? and stuff. Scoopola. Yeah, it's like a medical thing for like uh, scoopola. It's called a scoopola. It's a, that's actually a trademark name. So make sure really? you say it with a capital S. I have a question. Scoopola. Why did you say that white oak would be good for food? Uh, I thought it would be good for food because it's it's good with moisture. Um, you know, it doesn't. It's like that's why they make boats out of it because there's actually that the the shipwright guy, uh, yeah. tips from a shipwright guy. Did you ever see that video we did with the red oak versus with white the oak? red oak with the white oak? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just thinking about it holding moisture and affecting the dried herbs and stuff that are in there. Like it wouldn't. I thought it would like kind of not suck moisture in and make his herbs get moist. Huh. Such, such a yucky word. That was my theory behind it, and it's uh it's pretty clear. So there's not a lot of knots or anything, you know. How are you going to finish it? Moist. Moist. How are you going to finish it? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. At all? Nothing? No. Maybe Because that's this is how t- uh, Bill was going to try to stump you. He was going to say once you finish it, moisture's not coming in and out. I assume. No? Well, the two things. Number one, you got to finish it food grade. And that was what I was going to say. Yeah, is if you do, if you can find something that's food grade to finish it, then you don't have to worry about moisture. Depending upon I how do, it's built. If I do put any finish on it, it'll just be beeswax. Um, but uh, hmm. I don't think I'll even do that because it's none of our beeswax. Beeswax. Oh, that's what I was working on that I wanted to talk about. Was oh. I had uh, one of Vance goes to this. He goes to this outdoor classroom one day a week. It's like six hours of just their outdoors. Doesn't matter if it's like five degrees or five hundred. 
and um oh, and so you know you dress them appropriately but it's a really cool concept to just have you know young people in, involved in their environment one of the teachers there i've become kind of friendly with his name is also tim and he's a very similar type of person to me but he's a beekeeper um and so he has a beekeeping club at the school with the high school kids that go there mm-hmm. and um and so him and four high school kids came to my shop last week and we made bee boxes out of some reclaimed wood for him to start new hives in and whatnot which is a lot of fun because i learned all this really interesting stuff about bees like i always knew that bees were interesting but like they're like like really interesting <laughs> like, like i'm like like into them like i want to like learn more about bees if you and could so made... you subscribe to like a teen beat for bees uh, there there might be one there might because I, I am in that groupie groupie level right now tiger beat yeah tiger bees they're so they're so dreamy <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but uh but so we made these bee boxes and we ha- we we had the measurements offline but we didn't have any of the frames that actually go inside with us and so we made them and it was great experience i love having high school kids around or kids of all ages in the shop and teaching them things and and these are kids that like one girl had had a dad that that has a dad that makes stuff but the other kids had like never seen half of this stuff and it was really That's cool awesome. it was awesome i love doing that stuff and then uh so it was a great experience for the kids. We all had a good time. They go back, and then the frames actually don't fit the box because we, we were off by like an eighth of an inch. <laughs> so, uh. so Tim, the teacher, had to come back a couple days later, and we just set up a router jig and just routed the slots a little bit wider so they'd fit in. Uh, it wasn't a big deal to do, but it was just still, it was just like a, it would have been a lot easier to do if they weren't already glued and screwed together, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, honestly, the benefit to the planet and bees and all that is, you know, without bees, we'd all die, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the benefit uh, regarding plumbing in bees? Uh, please tell us your joke. It's not a joke. It's a true thing. Is that Did you know that the wax ring for a toilet oh, to seal to the floor yeah. is beeswax? Absolutely it is. It's yeah. been around for a long, long time. It has been. Uh, that's right. Toilets and honeybees make great cup Without bowls. bees, not only will we all be dead, but our plumbing would leak. Our toilets would leak. <laughs> Which is not cool. We'd be we'd be dead with leaky toilets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Without bees, we couldn't make number twos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first Phil was giving us a dirty look, and then he thought of a funny, and it was all good. Yeah, it became right okay once I decided, hey, I'll just I can contribute. <laughs> I'll make this witty. All right. Uh, why don't we? Um, why don't you, Tim, set up for for the uh, segue here that uh, that Bill's about to give us. What do I have to do? Oh, okay. Hang on. All right, Bill, oh, yeah. I'm going to be your soundtrack while you lead us in. Oh. I, I don't know quite how to do this, but we're just going to talk about being a little bit funky. If you're going to be a little bit funky, then you got to wonder what's the funk. So what the funk is going on when you are stuck in your garage and you got no ideas and nothing you can do? So we're talking about being in a funk, being in a rut, having that maker's block. That was that was pretty damn good, I have to say. It's almost like we rehearsed it. Wow. Wow. I never thought this, but you definitely have a face for radio. I mean that was, that was tremendous. Oh man. So I, I will. I, I'm. I like shouting out. So I'm going to start off. The reason I came up with this is because Scott Turner, um, our very good friend from the land down under. I'm not even going to say Mississippi this time because it's getting old. Uh, Scott Turner. He came out with his latest video, and it's been a little while. And he explained in the uh, when you read about it, he explains, you know, hey, I've been kind of a stuck in a little bit of a funk, and sometimes it just happens. And then just to get myself out of it, here's my video. And, and of course, the video is amazing. He made this. Uh, please, everybody, go check out Scott Turner's latest one. He made a lamp, and it's a combination wood and metal in a way I would never have thought to do it it's just it's an awesome desk lamp but anyway it got me thinking it's like i have been in the same kind of a funk for a couple months now uh january i think i popped out two videos real quick and they were fun and everything was going good and since then i have started and scrapped a couple of videos screwed up editing on a video and scrapped about three projects that i actually got going on and it's just like i just don't feel it right now you know i haven't had that motivation I, it, I I can blame it on the rain, you know, because California's had a whole lot of rain. I know weather has, you're has an effect. Because you're Millie Vanilli. 
<laughs> Millie Vanilli. No, I'm Billy Vanilli. Billy. Billy Vanilli. Billy Vanilli. Blaming yeah, it on the rain. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I thought we'd talk about that. We, you know, It's always easy to say, if you're in a funky thing, go make a picture frame. Get you, get back into it. But what, why are we in a funk sometimes? What, what happens? How is it different for me? I don't depend on making for a living at all. I do it for fun, and I still find myself like that. How is it different for you guys, and what is it like for you? I know for me personally... I just, I come home and I just, I don't even open the garage door. You know, it's just like, ah, I'll do some chores and I'll sit down or I'll, maybe I'll try and just give myself some quiet time if Casey's not home from work yet to try and come up with a, something that's exciting to me and nothing, just nothing, you know, and I, I'll turn on the boob tube or I will again, just go do some chores instead. I mean, when I find myself wanting to pull weeds as opposed to go in the garage, something's up, you know, and I'm just in that funk. For me, it's a little different. Um, I don't do it for a living. I do do it for some extra income. But like, I have to finish like whatever it is that I have as as you know on my plate as far as orders. But um, the thing that I'm in the funk about right now is actually doing videos. And uh, and I find myself like when I'm not having to do the boxes or the step stools, which I do right now. I have you know uh, quite a few on on order. And when I want to do something else, I don't feel like videoing it. I just want to sort of have fun with it. Like, I know I'm going to be building a, uh, a, a drill charging station or whatever because I have a spot for it. I have the plywood for it. But I just can't generate the motivation to film it and then edit it. It just feels like such a daunting task when making is so much fun for me that I just want to do it and not make it more work i guess because video feels like more work so i was going to ask you that what what is that actual that pressure that you're feeling from the video is it just like it seems like it's taking away from the fun it's adding work to what would otherwise be fun yeah definitely because like when you don't have to film you guys know you can just run and gun and do your thing and not pay attention to camera angles and is the camera on is a good angle is it in focus you know and then if i'm just making i'm just having fun i'm getting lost in the moment and then you know at the end of it i have something awesome and even when you sort of have fun filming at the end of it you just created two or three hours of work for yourself in editing and then <laughs> it's on my head i you know and i i my first couple of videos i i did find and obviously i'm of the three of us i'm the least experienced with any kind of video making but i know the first couple of videos i did i had two three four hours worth of videos now I find myself only getting, I, I start the project and I, I say, okay, how can I do the opening scene? And I give myself like two minutes of that and that's it. So I end up only when I'm done, usually about an hour, if that, of total mm-hmm. film to edit. So instead of worrying about, I think somebody once said, you know, you should keep the camera on all the time. And I'm the, I'm the opposite. I, I just like, how can I tell this story? How can I get from point A to point B? And just, you know, so you'll kind of have an idea of what I'm doing. Give your, give a 30 second shot, give a one minute shot on that camera and then go on and do, you know, 45 minutes worth of work. And that's like, okay, well now I'm getting ready to transition to this part. How can I add, you know what I mean? So, oh yeah, maybe, I definitely maybe think you're that stressing way. out by doing too much, worrying too much about, about the camera. Well, I mean, it's because I do storyboard it the way you're talking about. I basically build a storyboard in my head and then I take it the camera from shot to shot as I'm doing. If I'm doing four Mm. legs, I'll only do one, and it's understood that I did the other three off camera. But it's just even that, like, I feel like I don't even have the bandwidth in my brain to even have to think about that. You know, like, I just want to have fun. Like, I'm sure I'm going to get back into it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, though, man. When 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 you're working, and then you're on top of that, doing this extra work, and you're a dad, both you and Tim have my uh, uh, highest regards in that in that place of how you can accomplish so much of your life and make making a big part of it. Thanks, man. No, okay. but love. Tim, what about you? Are you in any kind of a, a funk? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Uh, you know, and one of the things that we, we talked about as we were getting ready for the show is the weather. And that definitely, like, there's that point after for us – uh, people that have cold climates where there's a, you get to the point where there's like enough is enough and then like another like yesterday I was I was going to go into the shop for a couple hours yesterday to kind of get back on schedule because I know there's this like 18 inches of snow coming tomorrow 
they're right. not gonna so I'm not gonna be able to work and and I just didn't because it was cold out and I was like oh, I don't feel like firing up the stove and that first hour is so cold and you know uh, there's like I, I I have those kinds of funks and then um you know the 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 building thing like I have all these uh, pieces of advice that I would give people to say they're in a funk and like and you know as I'm thinking like as you were explaining your thing Bill. I was like, oh, well, you know what you should do is like those times, because we all those times when we're clicking and everything's on. And, mm-hmm. and I do this, and I'm sure you guys do as well. We all probably do. It's like, oh, when your things are clicking, so you have that board, you write down these ideas. It's like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And, and then, oh, this is like a really good idea. But then when you get into that funk and you're like, you're not thinking of any ideas, you look at that board and you're like, oh, that's right. I have this board of all these great ideas. And you look at it and you're like, ah, that's too hard. Yeah, yeah, because you're in a funk. It's not that you don't have the ideas or the ability. It's like you're actually your mindset isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have the answer for that either. I just know that that's, you know, for me, it's right now. Uh, I mean, I have some work I'm doing for customers. I have some work I'm actually excited about doing for customers. And then there's also like that video side because I am trying to do this type of stuff. It's not for a living, but it's part of my living. The, the, what I always call outreach, like the podcast and the, the videos and whatnot. Um, and so my whole goal for doing that is like, I don't want to just do what everybody else is doing on YouTube. I try to make it a point to not do what the trends are on YouTube. Like I'm not going to make a fidget spinner. It's just not going to happen. You know, <laughs> but that's been done. We get it, you know, but, uh, so, but I'm always looking for something that has been done. And so it gets tough. Like I was starting a thing. I had, I had these ideas for making picture frames and doing the, the miters in the corners in some different oh, ways. Oh, that's amazing! Nobody's ever made a picture frame. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever made a picture. But I had a couple. Of, I had a couple of ideas for some creative ways to make them interesting. And I did. A, and I was filming it all and this and that and nothing. But then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I mean, I had four hours of film. I had. I made a half a dozen picture frames, and I got to this point where I was like, no, it's not interesting enough. Like the, I'm not going to be the guy that contributes to the picture frame glut of videos. If you need to learn how to make a picture frame, there's plenty of other guys that can teach you. And if you have some, you know, if you're looking for some creative ideas. These aren't creative enough for me to spend the time, you know. Well, we um, we are our own worst critic. Uh, yeah, you know, but I mean, it, it is interesting because I'm yeah, pretty complimentary have you, towards myself. Have you been myself. to YouTube lately? There's a few worst critics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, well, like, you know, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say, like, the one the one frame I did that came out pretty cool was uh, what was it? Uh, Dave Picciuto had made. I, I didn't watch the video. I'm sorry, Dave. But he had made a piece where he cut these sort of swirly shapes into the wood, and uh, and then he got accused of stealing this idea from some like fine woodworking book or something. I had the idea completely independent of that of like, oh well, I'll make a mitered frame, four corners mitered, and then I'll just cut through the miters like all the way across, put a piece of thin wood and glue it back together and make it look cool. And so I did it, and then I was like, remembered that Dave thing. And it's like, oh, that's just like that. So, I, I mean, that's what I love about the, this community and the sharing and stuff is that I subconsciously picked up that idea. I never would have thought of that probably if I hadn't seen that, that video or heard about that video, you know. And, uh, and so then I did it, and then I, maybe I did it in a way that someone else wouldn't have thought of. It's like that's like circular inspiration. But I, I just decided that, like, I don't think there's enough in this for me to be so, like, oh, I'm contributing with this. So, so one one type of funk is what you're saying is just not really coming up with anything new or exciting. Just kind of, yeah. like, like I, even just like the last video I just put out was uh, I I made a video of the carriage bolt uh, guitar strap holders. Uh, yeah, I saw which, that. That was cool. Thanks. Yeah, and, and actually, and you I mean know, an elevator bolt. Elevator bolt. Yes. An elevator bolt. That's right. Elevator, good, yes. good eye, Phil. I saw that comment too. Yeah, uh, that's no, a good example, though, is that you've talked about those before and just something simple like that. Now, did you do that, well, that because you needed to? It was a one-hour build. You know? Right, right. But, I mean, did you do that because you were just looking for something to put out there and it was like, hey, I haven't done this yet. It's kind of creative. Or did you already have that planned out? When I made the base and I knew I had a video for it, I had already made those carriage bolts and filmed it. But I didn't okay. want to add it to the video because it was getting too long. I didn't want the video to be, okay. you know, so I figured I'd do it as a separate pullout and do a little fun, like, music video thing with it and show the bass working, show it being held up by the straps. And then, ironically, the, as I'm going to post that video, I get that, you know, Facebook shows you, like, hey, here's a picture you posted 107 years ago. And it was a picture of me after I had made my first set of those bolts two years ago. And it was like, hey, two years ago this week you posted this picture. I was like, holy cow, that's interesting. It was like, to the day. Wow. Like, you know, I made it. So, uh, but so then that like made me feel like, well, geez, maybe I'm in the rut if I have to go back to something I did two years ago, even though I never made it really a video. I mean, I talked about it, I guess. Maybe I made a video. I don't even know. 
You know, I think I've thought of this before, but I'm going to actually write this down because I, I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, there might be a small segment of a video that you're making that you can set aside that that would that's kind of obvious with the entire video. Maybe save it for a rainy day when you need something, Phil. You know what I mean? Like I do, he's. I was just. I don't gonna, know if I you do, do this. I do a part oh. to this. I call it B-roll. It's just like. Oh, okay. Interesting shots of like of me making or like uh, like sometimes when I'm on an airplane and I'm sitting window and it's like a cool whatever cloudscape or something. I'll just take like thirty seconds of that or I don't know interesting stuff that I think might work well in a video and I'll just hang on to it. You know, I, I worked in the, the newspaper business for a couple years, and we used to write these news stories, and they'd want it to be like 750 to 1,000 words or whatever, but sometimes the news story would be so complex that they'd end up being like 1,500 words, and so what the editor would do was look for the pullout, which is what I call it, like the pullout story or the sidebar was the other mm-hmm. word. Dude, so that's like, like 400 story. tweets. I know, it's a lot of tweets. <laughs> so you'd have like a main story, and then you'd have the sidebar story that you like pull out. And, and find that and that's what I that was my thought process for the the carriage bolts I was like well mm-hmm. here's something I can make as a sidebar to the original build um, this is Diami's five questions you know what I'm saying right I he was, took I was one just piece of content and he turned it into two <laughs> let's, brilliant let's, let's this podcast in half right now thank you good night we'll see you next week yeah. <laughs> and starting the next one boom 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 now that uh, sounded like night no I'll do brick house this time <laughs> sweet I'll wait here go ahead She's mighty mighty. <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> I, I, it was more than I ever could have hoped for. I could watch those fingers slap the bass all night. You know, so you said that too. Have you said that before, haven't you? No. What? Not to Tim. <laughs> 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 what? No, I, 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 I. <laughs> all right, reel it in, fellas. Reel it in. <laughs> okay, just saying. Okay, so um, we all here, have here. Our, our funks. It sounds like Phil's and mine are similar, and then Bill's is more just generic making. So let's go back to Bill, because I think that's more important and, and re- relative to most of our listeners. We're not all, like, content yeah. creators. You know? My problem is I'm doing too much. It sounds like you are having the opposite problem. Hmm. Too little, Bill. Oh, for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so you're saying you're talking about burnout. Um, yeah, sometimes. I mean, well, I, 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 I you think work with your hands all, ha- all day. Like, I mean, even though it's not making, it's still a lot of the same types of skill set and muscles. Th- and there's thoughts. a lot to do with having a, a somewhat laborious job, and not not like I used to. I'm older now. I'm the boss. I get to kind of delegate, but still being being out and about and being responsible physically for things. Um, sometimes I get home and I'm just like, I don't want to go out. I just don't want to get, especially if I don't really have something I'm excited about, you know? Mm-hmm. And a good example was the, uh, the shoe rack for Casey. When she first wanted it, I was excited because I had this idea to make it. And then the more I thought about it, the, it's like you were saying, Tim, I couldn't find something interesting enough in that to really just, everything just kind of bled out of my brain and then I didn't want to do it. And then I postponed it so many times she finally just ended up getting one. And I was like, okay, thank goodness. Cause you know, I've got all these other things I want to do, but I really don't, you know, but one, what I was going to mention is that on one thing that it could affect all three of us. And it has happened to me too, is I've noticed that uh, health issues will definitely have a factor on your motivation being out in the shop. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, a, a big part of that too is is me being just a little bit out of shape as well. You know, I I find myself now I'm just slowly getting back into shape, going starting to go get to the gym. I've been watching what I'm eating, and and that's I think is going to help. Um, but yeah, I think good point, Phil, by saying you know not doing enough. Sometimes you just get out of it, and it's like, you know, you've been away from it for I've been out of it for two months now, and it's like. Yeah, I just need that one thing to fire me up and get back in there. I was go- my next question was going to be, do you think that you need to do something to like sort of kickstart that engine, or do you think that this is a cyclical thing and it'll just sort of happen on its own that it comes out? I think it will happen on its own. I, th- I do think that it you can just go out and, like we were talking about, make a picture frame, something simple. doesn't have to be elaborate just to get those creative juices going. For me, I think, and what I what I wrote to Scott Turner uh, in the comment was, hey, I get it, man. And at, at my age, I have found that when I get to feeling like this and I have the luxury of it, because, again, I'm not depending on it, but I write it out. I just kind of let it go. 
Uh, Atlanta's coming up for me. I know you guys aren't going. I'm going to Atlanta, and I know that's going to get me all kinds of fired up and excited about making again. So there's that. But I, I feel myself coming out of it now. You know, I, I can kind of tell I've turned that tide. It's almost like a fever. You can tell when the fever breaks, you know. Hey, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of Atlanta, uh, I went to the show last year. And, you know, this year, unfortunately, I can't go. And then uh, Vance and I went just for a couple hours to the one that happened up our way in Massachusetts a few weeks mm -hmm. ago or months ago. And uh, so when I went to Atlanta, like, I never even thought about the fact that they're actually selling tools there. Right. Because like, I didn't go there. And so, I mean, I looked around. There's, like, all this stuff. Like, oh, that's cool. Look at that. That's interesting. And I didn't, I didn't even, like, it didn't even, like, click in my head that that stuff was for sale and I could actually like, buy a tool. Um, when we went in Springfield with Vance, I kind of figured out. I was like, oh. Like, I was looking looking at the Japanese, the, the pull saws. Like, I don't have one. And cool. I was like, oh, I've always wanted a pull saw. And then I look at it, and it's got a price like 25 bucks on it or something. I was like, oh. I was like, I could actually have one today. Like, it <laughs> just sort of hit me. Like, it's not like this. Un so I'm going to – that was my advice to you when you go there is, like, uh, bring a few bucks. Be, be ready yeah, to buy a new I've, tool, you know? I'll be honest mm. with you. I had, I had uh, my biggest motivation for going is for the meet and greet and to get to see people and to talk to some other YouTubers and meeting people. Um, but I also do want to, to get something. I'm just trying to remember not to get the uh, double Chewbacca bandolier thing going on because getting back on the airplane with, you know, a couple of pull saws behind your back like a ninja, probably not going to go over so well. Yeah, you're going to have to check your bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to check myself. <laughs> I have to check it before there. I wreck it. Oh, okay. <laughs> do we have a noise yet for the eye roll? No, <laughs> I'm working on that. We're working on that? Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, buying a new tool, you know, whether it's uh, 2 bucks or $2,000 is absolutely a great motivator. Um, Shopping therapy, baby. Shopping mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah. I mean, I got that jointer a couple weeks ago, and uh, and I used it last night when I made that, whatever, that uh, that floating shelf. Just the accent in the front, because I didn't want it mm -hmm. to be all exposed edge plywood. So that I used a strip of, uh, I don't know, that that soft maple that I had from one of the coffee table legs and as, and it still had like the stain and the finish on it. And I had just a thin piece left. And I was like, mm, maybe that I should just joint that instead of having a plane it or whatever. So I ran it over the jointer and it came out like, like, Oh, I meant to tell you guys this. So I, I changed the blades on the jointer. And as it turns out, um, power tools don't have to be on and spinning to really do some damage. No, I cut like a good <laughs> three sixteenth deep cut and an inch long on my thumb. I don't think you can see it, but it's healing up nicely now. But oh yeah, that, that's a good one. That was that was a nice little owie because I just I was changing out the blades so and you got the set screws. So I was just not set screws, but they're I guess set bolts. Mm. And one was just sort of stuck a little, so I gave it a little push, and I pushed right into the blade with my thumb, and I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. So Let's upstairs. say that again. Let's say that again. Not that you're an idiot. Let's say that I give it a little push, Bill. Is what I said. No, I was going to say. Let's say that if you're dealing with something that's sharp, it doesn't have to be electrified in order to hurt you. Oh yeah. So, but the yeah. funny thing is, is I had my work gloves on for most of it. Just this one, I couldn't get in there with the gloves on. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll just take off the gloves. It'll be fine. And then that's the one slip, and then onto the blade. So leave leave the gloves on. Well, that's good, though. That, I mean, that kind of a wound, I was just looking at it, that's something you can make something up to tell people at work about. Um, you saved a cat from underneath a car while it was running, and, you know, your hand got caught in the fan blade, and it actually bent the fan blade. I got this little cut, but the fan blade bent. It was amazing, and I saved car, this kitten. car never ran again. You should yeah, have seen the, the other guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they would never believe that. They know I do these stupid little things all the time. I always have nicks and bruises and cuts all over my hands. They think like I'm an MMA fighter. I'm like, no, I'm just a dork who woodworks. <laughs> That's uh, well. The first thing I oh. thought of you when I saw you in Boston was, oh my gosh, he is an MMA fighter. Yeah, I, right. Whoa, who's who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> crouching elephant, leaping lizard, whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, that's what most people think. I, I mean, I assume. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? So, so here, I was going to say, I'll, I'll throw something out to you guys. Do you guys find uh, commitments, um, especially both of you can answer this a little bit more than I can, uh, uh, that daunting hanging over your shoulder, you've made a commitment. You're, you're going to build 100 boxes for your boss or Tim, you're building the entire living room set for somebody. Can that push you towards a 
funk in your in your making yes that is definitely something if, if it's like you know i mean i i do love what i do you know and i would choose it over pretty much everything i've done for a living but there's definitely a point where you're like oh make another coffee table you know that happens and you know um i want to be making something different like i want to be making stupid stuff <laughs> you know basically but i can't have that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a grown man i have bills so i have to make coffee tables and there's that sort of like you have these stupid ideas you're thinking about you want to jump into and, and then it's like oh there's that coffee table i gotta get that done for that guy you're like ah oh. Uh, it's getting kind of late. It's like three thirty. I better go home. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's some of that that happens, you know, uh, for well, sure. I, I totally agree. You know, whenever you have to do something, is immediately at the same Work. time. It's such a coincidence. You don't want to do it. Yeah. You and I'd wait so to much get rather job. be doing shop projects and like fun stuff <laughs> and things I've never done, things that are challenging and different. But instead, I have to make one more box. And I know everyone's like, oh, but Phil, you said you retired. I said, yeah, I know. But except, you know, I had these ones to do. So <laughs> here I am. You know, uh, I, I wanted to talk about, we were talking about the, the old shopping thing to solve your problems. But we're oh, yeah. reclaimed audio. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's see if maybe reclaiming stuff is our way of, Bill, you still with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asleep. I was, I was, no, no. The way you were, you're putting that, it got me thinking already. Um, oh, good, good. Because like, sometimes and, well, and, and go ahead. I was gonna say, and I was also wondering, could that also be something that would enhance getting into a funk too at some point if you wanting to be reclaimed and you have to go. So I will answer your question. You answer mine. My question would be, um, do you find that having to use reclaimed materials does that add to a particular situation to make it more daunting? And you're saying if we're going to go out and do some shopping therapy, can you go out? You, yes. Dumpster diving for me is one of the funnest things I could ever imagine to do. And I love that aspect of it. Yeah. I absolutely do. You know, that's a really that's really interesting because there was two sides of that. And I and I had that in the back of my head, too. One is like, you know, if you find that object like, you know, pallets are pallets. You got pallet wood. You got a stack of pallet wood. It's not super right, inspiring. Right. It's like, ooh, I'm going to make a thing like out of pallet. But if you find some object that has some character and shape and history to it like you know like some piece of furniture like one of my favorite builds ever was maddie and i a few years ago had pulled a one of those hair salon chairs with the dryer in it you know yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. You know, out of uh, it was on the side of the road and maddie saw it and she's like we should grab it and, and i i guess i wasn't there so i went and i drove back with her and it's in mint condition it's like not a tear in the vinyl it's all 60s you know it's still in her room and it's got a 150 watt <laughs> sound system in it <laughs> and, it's an, <laughs> and it's an ipod dock so you sit in this chair and the subwoofer's under your butt and it's got the speakers right by your head, and, you, and it's just an iPod dock with 150 watts of just, it, it shakes our house, you know? Sick. It's just like the coolest thing ever. Um, and that's like one of those like really inspiring things, because you find this object, and it's like, I can preserve this object, but make it functional and practical for the 21st century. Like, I can give it new life. That's upcycling 101, right? So there's that side, so the dumpster diving. But then there's also the other side, where you start having these ideas of these things you want to make, and the limitations that you put on yourself about being a reclaimer weigh on you sometimes it's like oh well if i want right. to do that first i gotta pull all the nails out <laughs> i gotta make it flat and sometimes you just want to like cut it and do it and so there's like that that extra hour of work involved that can be a deterrent you know sometimes not that i'm saying that you should ever do anything different because it's worth it but it is daunting uh we asked the question how how does this funk affect reclaiming and uh, as far as shopping therapy goes, Tim, you asked me about, you know, can reclaiming help with that? And I say yes. When I go dumpster diving, it's awesome. Then I asked you if uh, if you find it to be daunting sometimes when you have to reclaim. And you said, yeah, sometimes knowing you got an extra hour or two of work to get nails out. So, Phil, the question I pose to you is, do you find that you've reclaimed something, you found some item that's awesome, and then you don't know what to do with it? And does that add to a... Funky, I mean, put you in a just like, damn it, what do I do? It's great stuff. It's well, gold, Jerry. What, yeah. It's the first pop culture reference. Um, uh, good for you, by the way. Um, yeah, so for sure. I mean, <laughs> what I end up doing is it just sort of, I store it until this magical time when it'll be okay to use it. And uh, a prime example of that is the uh, is the bundle of gold that, uh, that uh, Tim gave me when we were in Boston. He gave me all kinds of like, uh, oak and walnut and and reclaimed chestnut and a portion of the Ernestina. I, I believe it was the stern. I think I think I got that. 
Uh, and, Bill, uh, I, I don't want to tell Phil this, but I just pulled that out of my firewood pile. I but knew anyways, it. Go on, Phil. <laughs> you scammer. <laughs> No, so oh, I mean, I look at this. Stuff. I don't know what part of the boat, but it was from the Ernestina. Yeah, no, I do. Um, so I look at this stuff, and and like nothing I can think of, like do I feel is good enough, you know, like this to use it, you know? And and immediately what I want to do is I want to plane it down, and I want to see the wood underneath. But then I'm like, you jerk! You could just buy new wood and do that. You know, you have to keep the character. You have to do this. I feel like I have all of these constraints against what I can no, do with it, and then I can't think that way. I don't, you don't know. have what to do, you do that. You can absolutely try to make that stuff look brand new. Like our friend Ragtie, he does that. I mean, well, he doesn't make it look new, but he finds that beauty in things, you know. Yeah. Um, in reclaimed wood, where he takes like that piece of reclaimed wood and he just polishes it, you know, and just makes it. I don't even know. It's like magic to me what that guy does. Yeah. But he, um, his process is amazing. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't have to look reclaimed. Like it doesn't. It can. You know, you can do whatever you want with it. It's. It's. It's your journey with that wood. Like that's Yeah. Take. 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 Even if you just take one piece of it and pl- run it through the planer, run it through your joiner, and get it and see what's underneath. Maybe that will spark an idea, or maybe that will mm. confirm that you know what I want to keep the old reclaimed look. Or there's nothing wrong with making something look new that is out of reclaimed wood. I mean, that's. that's yeah. Awesome. That's, well, now that I've got Tim's I've been permission towards. on it, I'll. I'll I'll get to town on it maybe. No, if you if you mess that stuff up, just come. To, I'll give you more. I got more of it. <laughs> you know, come visit. Like, <laughs> I love it. That that's probably uh, the best thing I could have heard. Yeah. No. Oh, it's, let's do that. Just. Yeah. You well, know. I mean. You know. I could be, be nice cool to do. Shut up, Bill. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I feel like <laughs> my hugs me. are finally wearing on you guys. The, Something's the, wearing the on me. That's for hugs sure. I give you every week. <laughs> You know, I give you these emotional hugs. You're yeah. welcome. You don't need it, to it thank would, me. It would be really interesting Thanks, to, if you took a piece of that and you like cut it in half, and you left half of it. I mean, this is this is art project. This isn't really like you know making, but just cut a piece of that in half. Any random piece, cut it in half, and I would actually enjoy seeing this video. Cut it in half and just make one of them look as new and polished and shiny and perfect as possible, and leave, leave the other half exactly as it is, and just put them next hmm. to each other. Hmm. To juxtaposition, after action, the restorative process. You know, hmm. you can call it BNA by Phil Pinsky. Before and after. BNA. Okay, good. Okay, I just glad you sure. said that. <laughs> I heard something different. Yeah, this is uh, I don't rated see that G, video. Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want to see my oh, BNA grow video. Up. Just grow <laughs> up. <laughs> BA Baracus. We just lost our iTunes. Another right, pop culture <laughs> reference. You're welcome. Oh, okay. Thanks, Mr. T. <laughs> Although you don't have your mohawk, so I can't even call you that. Oh, man, but I need a haircut really bad. I think that's part of my funk right now. I have so yeah. much hair on top of my head. It's Jeez, just awful. if only just... we knew somebody who cut hair for a living. I know. That was I, oh, you know, you. and there's another thing I wanted to bring up. Okay, so check this out. <laughs> so here's another thing that can have a, an effect on your making. So I've been trying to gear myself up. And uh, part of that was going to get a haircut this weekend, but I couldn't do that because Casey, who plays, she takes uh, college classes for soccer Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, she's a soccer player from uh, 16 years as a kid, and she it's one of the things that she does to work out. Anyway, she took a uh, tackle the other day, and she scraped up and bruised up her knee really, really bad. This is like Thursday. And uh, Friday night, about 3.30 in the morning, Saturday morning, uh, she woke up. It's all inflamed and red. We had to take her to the emergency room. Um, it was just, it was, it was awful. She, you know, she's on penicillin and blah 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 blah. She's fine, but that lays her up over the the weekend. So this weekend, when California's having amazing weather right now, sorry you guys, um, I it didn't. I, I've been taking care of Casey, you know, and and that's what I want to do. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying that's that health thing that comes into it again. You know, if if you're if you have family obligations. And other stuff is going on. It's like, ah, you know, there's no, it's, it's not that I'm thinking twice about it, but it's, so it's, 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 it's got me another weekend that I've let go by without really doing anything, hmm. you know, but all that to say, that's why I haven't gotten a haircut. Cause my wife is almost on her deathbed, Phil, almost okay. on her deathbed. All right. Well, well consider she, me consider, you know, sufficiently chastised, but you know what I think at the end of the day, I think that we all have like a limited amount of bandwidth, brain power, energy, whatever you call it. And 
If you're in a funk, it's because that energy is being used somewhere, either worrying or stressing or whatever it is, but it's being used up. And you don't have enough left over to sort of go full tilt at the making. And, well, that's certainly my experience anyway. I just, like, I don't have enough, you know, bandwidth or overhead left over to do the video. I just have enough to push through making the crap I have to make. You know, something a lot of people say about the creative process is how important it is to step away yeah. from yeah. your and this this goes in when we get to our what we're watching thing i'll i'll talk a little more about that because uh, i've been watching things outside of this of my world but um you know that that kind of trying to pull some inspiration from being somewhere different like if you're in a maker funk watching other makers isn't necessarily going to be the best way to inspire you maybe you need to watch birds make nests or maybe you need to you know watch uh you know painters or something you know like to, to kind of well, get this different sort of input let, let me say that I, I agree with that 100% and I'm going to take that to heart and I also Tim I love you I don't want to disappoint you this is nothing but. personal <laughs> but you suck and this is why no 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 he doesn't suck um, I suck for what I'm what I'm excited about and um, this is not what I'm watching but I got the base that I got from you and mm-hmm. I know for a fact that it's going to take me 100 years to, to figure out how to play that with any kind of ability to where you know the, the skill level that i'll have to build up on that to where to my no, you're going to expose me as the sham i am in about six weeks <laughs> no 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 but what i am going to do and what this has inspired in me is i've been watching videos and i've been looking at these cigar box guitars oh, God. and i'm going to make me a before i learn how to play this i'm going to make me a two-string simple electric instrument and I'm going to figure out some notes and some things on that. And I think I will be able to understand that easier and transfer that to this complicated instrument that you what, play. What, what I do know about your brain is that if you – and God, I know something about his brain. <laughs> <laughs> what I know is that you the, – the, the instruments uh, – well, music, the language music, I mean, if you learn to play the piano or the clarinet or the bass, they're all going to relate to each other in some way. So right. there's music absolute theory. truth to that. I, yeah, yeah. But what I know about your brain is, is if you build a simple stringed instrument, you're going to understand the physics and the principles and the properties because you're like me. You're tactile and you're learning. So you build if you build a one-string like reverbathon out of a bunch of crap – and you and you make notes on it. You're going to understand the bass better, and you're going to appreciate it better. And it's going to you're going to make those connections. Absolutely, go oh, thank some you. crazy thing. You know, Phil, you thought you had some pressure getting his his approval for the uh, the wood. I'm 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 considering doing something. I just didn't. I was scared. I I feel so much better now. Yeah. I, I, well, the Pope has blessed you. The so go funk ahead. is go lifting. Forth. Do you guys see? Do you guys see the funk lifting off my shoulders right now? It's amazing. That, really, it looks more like Linus and stink lines. <laughs> oh no! Uh, since I got here, hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I've been practicing. You know, I think it's really awesome that we have a house musician. I really like that. <laughs> I want you following me around for the rest of my life, just playing theme songs based on situations that happened to me, like an eighties sitcom. Like <laughs> Wouldn't that be a way to eliminate your funk, though? Anytime you feel just a little bit funky, Tim starts playing something behind you to pick oh, yeah. your spirits up. Thinking I music. songs, and you've heard them all today, so that's it. You're just going to be and Lucy, Brick House, or play that funky music, White Boy. That's all I know. No way. I want you to be my 80s theme song that just, like, travels with me. Oh, you want Can you do Perfect Strangers? No, Perfect Strangers. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> How good is that song? I'll wait here. Go ahead. Uh, I'll Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh, yeah, I know that uh, on bass. <laughs> no, no the bass parts aren't always as exciting as you think. <laughs> Again, okay, Barney Miller. We'll make it easy. Barney Miller. Oh, we just did that one. I just did that one the other day. I don't remember. Did you? Uh, um. Wait, Barney Miller or Barney Fife? <laughs> <laughs> Can you do Mayberry? No. Uh, I just don't remember them all. Uh, I, I'd have to. I have to hear them. If I hear them, I could usually. I don't know. How do, it's it. a whistle one, isn't it? Whoa, wait. That's the one. Okay, we're yeah, really too. flying off the rails here. Would you say that we're uh, we're off topic right now? Yeah, no? I would say. You know what I would say though is that the, the funkiness seems to be lifting, though, boys. This, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's. So do that. we found okay, let, the, the cure for the funk is just hanging out with good friends. 
Hey, that's cheesy. I like it. <laughs> well, um, I was going to say the cure for the funk is com. listen to Reclaim Audio every week, but maybe I'm just being self-promoting. <laughs> no, no, I like you. You do your thing. You, no, you, you, should you go on twice. with your bad self. Yeah, listen twice. <laughs> <laughs> listen twice, right? Three reviews. <laughs> that's right. Uh, what are we watching, Tim? What are you watching? Okay, well, I had two things I wanted to mention as soon as I can find. Okay, here it is. Um, there's uh, I listen to NPR podcasts a lot because I am me. <laughs> I'm sure no one's surprised by this, but um, so the, the NPR has their own podcast app called NPR One, and they've been talking about it on this and on some of the podcasts of the air. In this, um, they have the hashtag Tripod T R Y P O D, as in get it T R I P. It's like a it's it's nerdy. I don't get it. Yeah, Tripod. So, so they're they're saying to hey, if you're trying right now, (laughs) they're saying if you're a podcast listener and you, we all know people that aren't podcast listeners that they want encouraging podcast listeners to share their favorite podcast with the hashtag tripod to their friends and stuff. Like, hey, you should check this out. You might enjoy this. And so I'm going to jump on the NPR bandwagon and say, if you enjoy our podcast, please go out on social media and use NPR's hashtag tripod to share our podcast and maybe NPR will pick us up and pay us a million dollars and then you know we'll just be professional podcasters but I doubt that's going to happen but if but, I know NPR and I don't they don't pay a million dollars for anybody's podcast <laughs> <laughs> no but all those food commercials that those guys have to read at the beginning and end to so <laughs> I will take a sponsor yeah so yeah, but no but seriously, good. but seriously I, I, not that not that I think that we should be on NPR yet <laughs> Yeah, give us a few weeks. <laughs> give us, you know, at least a month. But, uh, but I just, I like that idea of of, uh, of encouraging other people to listen to podcasts, and not just ours, other podcasts as well, because there are a couple that are okay besides us. Mostly ours, though. Mostly ours. Uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> because I've been, like I was just saying a few minutes ago in our discussion, I've been out trying to step outside of my usual work. So I apologize to all the fantastic makers out there that I haven't been watching as much YouTube as I wish. I'm sorry, I'm going to try and get back into it and get caught up. But what I've been doing is I've been listening to, like, news podcasts and whatnot. And the other thing I've been doing is watching a little bit of Netflix with my son, uh, as well as without my son. Uh, like, last week I had mentioned the, the, the series Abstract that I watched about design, which I finished, and it was fantastic. But now Vance and I have been watching um, uh, this series called Earth From Above, and the link, I think, is to the... I don't know, like the the IMDb page or something, but it's a it's one of those environmental um, uh, documentary series that they have, uh, kind of like Earth or Planet Earth, you know, from back in the day, and it's yeah. a few years older. Uh, it's but it's um, they do a lot of aerial shots of the planet and some explanations about some of the the sort of climate issues that the planet is facing and whatnot. But what I like about the show is that it's uh, it's a French production, and so it's <laughs> it's it's in English. Uh, I mean, they have overdubs and subtitles and stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry, Phil. <laughs> I know it's your second language, but um, but it's just because it's coming from French, a French production company. It's just different. It's like a slightly different perspective, and they do all their comparisons when they want to say how horrific some number is. They always compare it, and like you know, the the average French person uses this much instead of like the average American person. You know, right. which I just think is mm. fun. But I just I like that the they have a different perspective and a different view of things, even though it's the same information. It's just fun to watch that. Vance and I have been really enjoying watching that together. There's a lot of great information, great aerial footage, some good ground footage. Uh, it's educational. So awesome. Earth from Above. It's about five or six years old now. but Earth from Above. Earth. Because we are French. We. <laughs> oui. oui. You talk like Sean Connery. That, that like would be French Earth from Above, you greasy-air <laughs> dago bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Right, who's next? Bill, what are you watching? <laughs> well, Jesus. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, and the, and the first thing I want to do, we'll get serious for just a half a second here. Um, Dave Petito and Jeffrey Hoffman, um, everybody just send out some love and some hugs and some well wishes. They're, um, they're going through their own funk right now. Hmm. And just uh, know that we love you guys, and you're in our thoughts and our prayers. So everybody just send out those positive vibes that this community is uh, – Famous for now. We're famous for the positive. So send it out there. And then uh, um, some guys have sent me some stickers that I appreciate. So TJ's Wordworking and um, Jeremy uh, Paulin and Jeff Hoffman, by the way. I got some stickers. And then um, another thing that might help me get out of my funk. Uh, 
the TMA, Izzy's Toolmasters Association, they do a, he's doing like a, a contest or a build off every month. One of them's judged. The second month is a, is a random drawing. Not to plug Izzy too much, but I'm going to go see him soon. But uh, this week, uh, this month is a, a, you make some kind of a, a cup. A vessel of some sort that it doesn't matter how you make it or what you make it on but he's given away like a um, it's a random drawing and it'll be given away a, a, a metal bandsaw cutting bandsaw and uh, cool. uh, a, a lathe I mean that's really cool and just nice. take three pictures two before and one after you don't even have to make a video uh, but check out izzyswan.com or whatever his website is to check it out but what am that's I cool. watching I'm not watching anything guess what I'm listening to though I am listening to the newest, the latest, the greatest podcast that's out there. It is the second best thing I've ever heard in my life, next to Reclaimed Audio, of course. But it <laughs> is the Modern Makers Podcast, and it is Chris Salomone, 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 Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds, and our very own Ben Ueda. And I say Ueda because that's how Ben says it. You ask his sister and it's Weta. Don't ask me why. I'll let them fight it out. But check out the Modern Makers podcast. They got four episodes out right now. I've listened to the first three and this is good, boys. This is some fun, great chemistry. Everybody, if you if you like Reclaimed Audio at all, listen to us four times, and then after that, go listen to the Modern Makers podcast, and you'll thank me later, and I will accept any donations in the amount of up to 20 bucks sent to my house directly. Thank you very much. Yeah. Can, uh, can we do that? <laughs> no. That I, I don't think we're registered as a charity, but... Um, oh. No, I've been called a charity I, case quite a few times. Well, here's a 10-foot pole I'm not touching that with. Um, <laughs> oh, look at that. I almost tripped over it. So, uh, yeah, I listened to that. I listened to the first episode. I finally got a chance to listen. And it's uh, pretty freaking great, actually. And I really, really right? enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I I mean, there's a lot of podcasts, but really, really good ones are few and far between. And, and this is another great one. So I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and I can't wait to binge on the next episodes. In fact... I actually, I just texted uh, Ben, and he just texted me back. So uh, it's just awesome to be part of this community, period. Like, to hear something great and then just text the guy who did it or who's part of it and just be like, hey, man, I really like your stuff. And he's like, oh, thanks. You know, it's just so different. Like, you can't exactly text Mel Gibson after you watch Braveheart, you know? So okay. it's, mm. uh, Can I say one more kind of a fanboy, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened to me? I guess. I, I think I friend requested uh, uh, my best friend Spags like two years ago. <laughs> and he just accepted my friend request. <laughs> and I was like at work today. I'm all giddy and stuff. I'm like, guys, you won't believe it. And nobody knows who the hell Mark is at all, right? Because the right. people I work with, they're just done. I'm like, Mark Spagnuolo just accepted my friend request. Ah! Speaking of which, him and Andy Klein came out with some pretty cool new tools called the, the wood taps. They're like... Um, for tapping holes for screws into wood. Check that out. That's a freebie yeah. from me to you, Mark. You and me, buddy. Way back. Way back to today, apparently. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. are you working Friends on there, since, I mean, you know, what are you watching? Noon. What am I watching? <laughs> um, okay, so I'm watching. Um, his name is Wesley Aring. Aring, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. But the kid's like... Snipes? No, no not. But I do always bet on black. But... Um, this is, he's 17 years old, he's a woodworker, and he's really, really great, and I just think that uh, a lot of the videos that he's that he's done, and I've binged on a few of them, um, are pretty terrific, and I thought it was so cool for like a 17-year-old to be so into woodworking and so good at woodworking, like he did, you know, not just like the shop projects that we all love, but, you know, elegant hall tables and you know shows you how to really sharpen it. he built his own you know workbench and all kinds of really really cool things and he's got nice. like 77 videos so very prolific for someone who's 17 years old so check that out wow obviously the link that's awesome there. i will check that out mm. yeah he clearly is not in any kind of a funk so i'm a little jealous <laughs> but that's awesome and I would like to double down on, on Bill's uh, Reco for Modern Maker podcast. I really enjoyed it again. Um, okay, so I think that's about is it. it, on, that re- is it it's only on iTunes right now? It's not? No, no, no. I think their platform is up now. So they got Stitcher, iTunes, oh, okay, good, all, all the main ones. Go to modernmakers.com, no, uh, modernmakerspodcast.com. I that's think it's a link either. that we're going to leave. It's not Modern, Modern Makers, Makers Podcast. 
No, there's no yes. S. No, it's Modern Maker. Oh, podcast. Modern Maker Podcast. Don't listen to me, first of all. That was your first mistake. Just listen to what I say and then do what Phil does, and that's leave the correct link to the new podcast. That's amazing. In the show notes. Modern Maker Podcast. Yes. All right, Don't. I found it. Good. I got it on Stitcher now. And it's too, a modern-looking so. M, but it's not an M, but it is because it's modern. It's like an M and an N had a baby that's missing an arm. That's, what that's a terrific, cute little picture. Thank me. you, Tim. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was, was adorable. It's like a mutilated baby is their podcast is what we're saying. Go ahead and take a listen. <laughs> Um, let's see here. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. And check out MakerTechReviews.com, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you, Justin Sparks. TimSway.net. Thank you, dude whose name I can't remember. Um, contact us for show topics, suggestions, email. Jason Payne. Jason Payne. I should have remembered that one. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com. Or if you want to hit us up on Twitter, at ReclaimedAudio. He does on listen. iTunes. I'm sorry, Tim. What was that? He does listen. Hi, Jason. All right, I'm Jason. glad we covered that base. Okay. Got Bill he's, and Bill 2 over handsome. here. <laughs> um, leave us an iTunes review. It takes 30 seconds, and uh, they're awesome, and they really help getting more people listening to the show, and that's what, obviously, we all want. Um, well, they don't and, have to take 30 seconds. You could also spend hours crafting the perfect iTunes The perfect review. review. Yes. Yeah, editing and re-editing. Or Which you can is just, what like, I did. Yeah, that's you know, what you um, you know when there's like a there's like a car chase and then they radio up ahead to cops and they roll out that it's sort called of, the roadblock uh, <laughs> the roadblock right and, the, and it's yeah, got the, like the spikes, spikes oh the spikes and it yeah. blows out your tires yeah, yeah and it kind of like just yeah that's you're what welcome. you guys are you're welcome yeah <laughs> we're your spikes we're your very own roadblock spikes we could yeah. do you're this welcome. whole podcast in four and a half minutes but who would care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for pacing us. That's you guys. You are the pace car of podcasts. Yeah, yeah, all the race cars behind us trying to swerve past you. It'd be the NASCAR 2 if it wasn't for the two of you. <laughs> Instead of the 500. Um, I, I get it, yeah. You I mean the that. Indy 500, the, yeah. the Indy 2. Anyways, um... And what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Patreon.com um, slash Reclaimed Audio. The best way to help me raise funds to find two new co-hosts. So let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's get on that one, guys. Real concerted effort, please. <laughs> Just kidding, though. Uh, these guys are awesome, and we're having a blast. And uh, But seriously, though, Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. Get on there right away, please. And, and, uh, and last week, last week, real quick, last week we asked for a few questions from people, and people sent us some uh, some ideas and topics and everything. And why don't next week we gather that stuff and maybe just do a little uh, uh, shout out and answer a few questions on top of things, or not? I'm not the producer, but no, I'm sure we could have addressed that in the post show, but that's fine. That works out well. Let's do that. Um, not to terrific. put you on the spot at all. Yeah, no, I'm on there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so have a great week, I guess. Okay, bye, be good. everybody. Bye. <laughs>